This is the Enlightened Rose Podcast. These two rows think they're intelligent enough to talk about stuff while you spend your valuable time listening to them. Their incredibly intelligent discussions include pro topics like action movies and violent sports, and enlightened topics such as the latest life hacks and geopolitical economics. Dustin and Justin have been friends since they met in middle school in the Midwest and recently moved to the Southeast. Now they're bringing their infinite knowledge to you, dear listener. Heads up, they drop curse words, so earmuffs, little ones. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram for more mind-blowing intelligence. Without further ado, here's your podcast. All right, folks, this is the Enlightened Bros podcast. Are we still numbering the episodes? Is this episode 14 split up amongst... 14B. 14B. It might be 14.1. Let's not... Let's not get too specific. Just if you are a true fan, you will listen to all of them. Yeah. And it won't matter. We'll figure out the numbers. Because it'll just be like we're friends. We are friends. Do we count the times that we hang out? No. 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 We couldn't. Oh, God. NASA couldn't count that. NASA NASA could definitely count. NASA for sure. NASA. They're like, uh, it's four. Yeah. NASA has that number, actually. (laughs) You guys have hung out 12 times. So now we're on to the bro topic of this grouping of episodes i guess um i like the way we did this because we're we've had more beers yeah we we unfortunately in the beginning i meant i wish we were doing whiskey while we talked about whiskey but we don't have any whiskey here yeah do we Mm, yes yes we would have to take it from somebody but i know who has it yeah is it open already or is it we're in someone's we're in an office we're right in now. an office it's my office we'd have to go to another co-worker's office it is open it is canadian club yeah whatever right. moving on okay um so we, we just want to talk a little bit about whiskey and what you know i'm surprised sometimes about the, like bros that don't know and i didn't at one point so i'm not throwing stones i live in that glass house this is why we made our podcast we don't throw stones we no. just educate you we just educate and some um, oftentimes educate ourselves yep uh that's the point right yep mainly so me. Yeah. so whiskey is uh, a, a type of alcohol hmm. fermented green mash yum right sounds and, great and there are all kinds of different types of whiskeys mm-hmm. but whiskey is kind of the, the core thing right you've got vodka You've got uh, tequila. Mm-hmm. You've got whiskey. You have different different types of uh, fermented alcohols, mm-hmm. liquors, and whiskey is one of kind of the main chunks. Yeah, and so the best chunks. Lots of times, people are like, "Oh, do you like to drink whiskey or bourbon?" And I'm like, "Okay, let me yes. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. That's the correct answer. Right. <laughs> that is absolutely the correct right. answer. But 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 I also want to say like, okay, let me like. Bourbon is whiskey, so spend three minutes looking at a whiskey family tree. But anyway, so so you've yep. got you've got kind of less four, than three minutes, maybe four main branches of whiskey. Right. You've got Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. You've got bourbon whiskey. Right. All bourbons are whiskeys. Done. Fact. Fact. And you've got rye. Rye is not bourbon, but it's pretty close. It's interesting. If we're looking at this chart here, it says Canadian whiskey is a type of rye. Hmm. I guess I didn't know that. So speaking of educating ourselves, I didn't right. know that. Like right. I, w- I wouldn't call Canadian club a rye, 
but uh, well it's what this chart does not show us and we'll get into this in a second but it shows canadian whiskey contains some rye oh oh aged at least three years uh, so it's just a it's like Canadians. an it's like an offshoot of rye i don't know if it's it's just like a blend right i mean yeah anyways, maybe. we'll get there yeah. and then of course there's scotch and really scotch is made in scotch scotland it made mm-hmm. in scotland they say it's aged in oak casks at least three years right and it's made of malted barley you could make a scotch type whiskey anywhere in the world but you cannot call it scotch right so there's some rules around some of these names you cannot call it scotch unless it comes from scotland right different types of whiskeys have different rules around what you can call them that is interesting because okay so irish yeah could you have an irish whiskey not made in ireland I don't, I don't believe, and obviously Irish whiskey is not like a super popular, I don't think it's, it's not a bourbon. It's not a scotch, right? right. I mean, if, if you ask me, it's an Irish. the three big ones would be bourbon, rye, and scotch. Uh, when you go to Irish, right. I, I don't think so. The chart we're looking at says it's made in, made in Ireland. It's also about as specific <laughs> as really nothing yeah. because it says the same thing that everything else yeah. says. Aged in wood casks. Duh. At least three years. Made in so, Ireland. Like so, that's the differentiator is that it's in Ireland. So it must be only an Ireland thing. Yeah. Now here's I think here's so. the other thing. Most bros yeah. out there yeah. and non bros, anybody thinks bourbon is a Kentucky only product. Kentucky. Yep. Fake news. Fake news. It's not. The fakest news. Bourbon does have to be made in the US. Okay. Whoever made that rule, I, I don't know. But Jim Bourbon. Jim not Jim Beam. You would have thought, but right. no. Jim Beam bourbon. is only his middle name. <laughs> Jim Beam Bourbon. And it has to be at least 51% corn in the mash. So I've seen non-U.S. whiskeys mm-hmm. called American-style whiskey. Sure. And I think they're kind of emulating the bourbon yeah. thing. Yep. But it's not, it's not, you can't call it bourbon because it's not in the U.S., Okay. Just generally speaking, if you go whiskeys, uh, you've got a mash, and mash is what you ferment, right? right. So you put grain into uh, stills, right. and you let it ferment over time. Mm-hmm. And the grain can be uh, a mixture of all kinds of different grains. For it to be bourbon, it has to be fifty-one percent corn mm-hmm. to be called for the final product to be called bourbon, and it has to be aged. I don't remember. I think it's seven years. I don't think you can have a bourbon that hasn't aged less than seven years. Okay. I'm not sure. Let's throw it out there. But you notice if you put all the scotches next to all the bourbons, Mm -hmm. bourbons are always going to be darker. Yep. They have aged longer than a scotch has. Right. Or not not always longer, but you can have lighter scotches. the, the the, The bottom rail of a bourbon... Yeah. Like if it's if it's yep. the cheapest bourbon compared to the cheapest scotch, it will be darker. Yeah. Than the yeah. scotch. Yeah. And you have plenty of expensive scotches that are right. almost clear. Right. Uh, but they only require three years. Bourbon requires, I believe, seven. Bourbon, fifty-one percent corn in the mash. Rye, fifty-one percent rye. Here's what's funny: you can have a bourbon that is a corn whiskey. That's eighty. The corn whiskey says eighty percent corn. Yeah. I, I see that. I'm not familiar with corn whiskeys as much. You aren't? No. 
Okay, let me educate you because you have experienced one. Oh. Do you remember when we lived at 5810? Yes. Do you remember when our other roommate bought that shit in a mason jar? <laughs> yes. That. No, that wasn't our other roommate. That was uh, Joe. Joe Anyways, bought it? Irrelevant, but yeah, it was Joe. Okay. And he drank about half of it that night. <sighs> yeah. That was corn whiskey. Okay. So the difference between bourbon and rye is just the amount of primary ingredient. Exactly. Which is crazy how different it tastes. Right. Now, of course, something that only requires 51% might actually be more like 80% or 70% or 60%. Right. I mean, that's the minimum is 51. So you could go heavier. And I wonder, I wonder how it tastes. If we could find a bourbon versus a rye. Mm-hmm. That is 51 burp, like 51 corn, and then a mm. rye that's 51 rye. Mm-hmm. I I would be interested to see how different they would taste, if at all. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I said seven years old. Uh, it has to be four years old for bourbon. The label legally must display an age statement if any of the whiskey is under four years old. So if it's over four years old, you can just say it's bourbon and it, and it doesn't have an age. Mm-hmm. But here's another fun uh, term. Uh, if you ever see bottled in bond, mm-hmm. if it says bottled in bond, which happens on some fancier, maybe smaller bourbons, right? and not, not necessarily fancier, but more craft focused, right? it must be aged four years, mm-hmm. up to 20 years, and all of the whiskey in the bottle must have been distilled in the same year at the same distillery and it must be bottled at 100 proof. Whoa. All right, because a lot of bourbons, you get at 80 proof. We did our bourbon tasting at my bachelor party. Yeah. We all picked four roses. Yep. Well, four roses is an amazing cheaper price point bourbon. Yeah. But part of its cheapness comes from the fact that it is a lower proof bourbon right they're mixing it with water once they pull it out of it we were like it's so smooth i can't believe it's so smooth because it literally has no bite to it because it's not super easy to drink which is why we why we picked it why we picked it again that starts to go into some of why how you drink whiskey right right and maybe we move on to that now if you want to get out of the family tree of whiskey and into how to drink it All right, folks, here on the break, just want to take a quick minute to remind you to go ahead and give us a follow wherever you follow things. Is that Instagram or Facebook or subscribe to this podcast? And also give us a rating. If you're liking what you're hearing, go ahead and rate us. If you don't, you know, move on with your life. It's all good. Uh, thanks and uh, listen on. So, in my opinion, I don't want to get fancy with glasses. People love snifters for like just tasting a whiskey and being really, yeah, because oh. you can you concentrate the aromas. So as you drink it and you smell it, mm. it concentrates that for you. Okay. Um, I don't care. Not my style. I don't yeah. care. I yeah. want to. I want to take it out of a high ball or a low ball or low or ball. an old fashioned glass, right? Yep. 
I'm a big low ball That's guy. Right. I'm, I'm, I always try to low ball everything. <laughs> I'm a low ball guy on my whiskey, on my bourbons, on my rye. Mm-hmm. I will say, I don't know if this is right or wrong, enlightened herb bro. Mm-hmm. I generally add at least an ice cube to all. Yeah, that is bro. Cool. Because what that, what that's doing to the whiskey is cooling it down and making it, generally speaking, a little bit more palatable. Right. Because the alcohol, it takes some of the bite off the alcohol. Right. Same reason we like Four Roses. Mm-hmm. But a, a way around that is you're, you're going to taste the whiskey more. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, do what you like. We're right. drinking Bud Light. Like yeah. beer snobs will mm. say you should not drink Bud Light. Whiskey snobs will say you should not put ice in your whiskey. Right. Do whatever the F you want. This what, is America. America. What tastes good. They would also say don't mix Woodford with Coke. But I would, I would probably say that. We talked about this on a previous podcast about mm-hmm. IPAs. Right. To me, IPAs are garbage beer because you literally throw some shit in the thing <laughs> and you just wait for it and it comes out. And yeah. it was created. Yep. To last long, not taste good. And get get in a hot right. boat across the ocean. Right. Like it was made <laughs> to last long, not necessarily taste delicious and mm-hmm. refreshing. Mm-hmm. But here's the argument that I can never overcome. Yeah. I just like IPAs. Fine. Okay. Drink an IPA. Yeah. Hey, I just like putting ice in my whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just like drinking a booed light. I just like drinking a Bud Light. Come at me. Deal with it. I'll Mm -hmm. pour Bud Light in your face. (laughs) So I'm not the biggest scotch drinker in the world. I will drink bourbon with ice. I will Mm -hmm. drink, I generally don't drink Irish whiskey, but if I do, probably throw an ice cube in there. Mm -hmm. I'll throw an ice cube in my bourbon. Mm -hmm. I'll throw an ice cube in my rye. Mm -hmm. Throw an ice cube in my, any other kind of whiskey. Mm -hmm. What I will not do is throw an ice cube in my scotch. Really? I don't know. Cool. Good for you. Never tried it. No, I've literally never tried it because I'm just like, I don't think I'm supposed to do this. Interesting. Because scotch, you're supposed to taste the pine needles or whatever. <laughs> the peat? Well, you got ahead a little bit on the checklist of drinking or tasting your whiskeys. But Sorry. So there's the snifter. There's the snifter, and here's a little bro hack for you if you don't have a snifter use a wine glass it does kind of the same thing mm-hmm. uh, or just say i don't like snifters like we just did and and just use whatever you got life hack just pour it into a solo cup and try it out <laughs> which we just done. say i like that's it what we this did. way that's what we i think that's what we did at your bachelor uh, party yeah, yeah maybe we're going with it we're going with it okay you do want to smell it kind of like wine of course there's a lot more alcohol mm-hmm. we're talking to bros like they know how to do a wine tasting maybe you do maybe you don't i've not done a lot but i do know that you want to like uh you you smell your wine yeah smell your smell your whiskey uh don't just (laughs) take a giant whiff you're gonna knock yourself on your ass right it's gonna hurt kind of take it off the top smell it don't think about it too much pay attention to the color just like wine take a take a little sniff if you like it Take a big sniff. Take a big gulp. Oh, that, yes. Just start drinking it. Yeah. Yeah, so you've smelled it. You get what the aroma is because a lot of taste is aroma. Right. 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 You take a sip. You do this with coffee. You do this with wine. You do this with whiskey. You take a sip. 
and you kind of do the slurpy thing where you get the air. Yeah, yep. something like that. Like okay, which here. is nice. That thing. That was, yeah. that was you killed it. You do that thing. How good did that taste? I tasted a little bit more of the Bud Light when I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That was good. We should, we should do that with beer too. Okay. So here's the thing that 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 move mm-hmm. people will hate you for. Yeah. But that. guess what? This is America. Mm-hmm. And if you just say, "This is how I like to taste my whiskey. Mm-hmm. This is how I like to taste my Bud Light." Mm-hmm. People can't really get mad at you about it. And I will also say, you don't have to do it every single time you take a sip no, of your no. bourbon. No, this is getting... Right? Like, yeah. you can do it once or twice to get, like, the flavor notes of the bourbon you're drinking to be like, hmm, huh, I like this. You don't have to do it every time on your fifth bourbon of the night when you're at a bar to be like, hmm... Let me try this. <laughs> right. No, you don't have to do that. You can just drink it at that point because you know you like it because you've done that once before or twice. Exactly. But no rules, just right. Do what you want. Doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. The other option is pour it in a glass and just start drinking it. But this just, again. That's my option. Yeah. Again, the reason okay. we're doing this is this is a way to understand the flavor of the whiskey and compare it to flavors you've tasted before. Right. So if you're going to be an enlightened whiskey bro. Right. You might follow this tasting process a little totally, bit. Totally, totally. So yeah, you've done the little slurpy thing. Mm-hmm. You move it. You roll it around on your tongue. Remember, your tongue has different flavor receptors around the tongue. Right. So get it into all of those. You kind of get a feel for what the what the different flavors are, right, right? around right. your mouth. Yep. Uh, and then you know, just start uh, taking some sips. You know. Yeah. There's a journey there's the first taste and then as you swallow and then the finish and a couple points i think i'll get to the last one you just said and this is a super small sample size this is me drinking (laughs) bourbon it was good right you're a pro man (laughs) thanks yeah there was a birthday that i think it was my 30th Mm -hmm. that you bought me oh yeah blanton's Mm -hmm. and you bought me Buffalo Trace. It's a great Kentucky bourbon and a great uh, another Kentucky bourbon. Yes, both okay. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Blanton's is supposed to be much nicer than Buffalo Trace. It's more expensive. People love it. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. collector tops and all this stuff. Here in Atlanta, now that we've relocated, that was in Minneapolis that you got me that. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, I would say that Buffalo Trace is almost harder to find than Blanton's. Really? Blanton's is more expensive everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. But to find a Buffalo Trace is a little bit harder. Really? Which is weird. Yeah. Super weird. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because more people are buying Buffalo Trace because it's cheaper. I don't know. I don't know about all that. You mean a liquor store or at a bar? I like a liquor store. Okay. You can find it. It's just slightly... Your odds are higher that they're going to yeah. be out of Buffalo Trace than Blanton's. Yeah. But here's what I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. If I put I put an ice cube in my Blanton's and I put an ice cube in my Buffalo Trace, yeah. I, hands down, without question, prefer the Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Hands down. If I don't, I hands down, absolutely, 100%, I don't think I would ever miss on this, prefer the Blanton's if I do not put an ice cube in it. Really? Yes. 
I didn't know that because all all we talked about was I got you those two classic bourbons and you were like, I think I like Buffalo Trace better. I did because I put ice cubes in it. Yeah. And then one hmm. night, one night, mm-hmm. I took, poured a little finger, two fingers of Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. It was the last of my Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Did not put an ice cube in it. Mm-hmm. Drank it. I was like, it's pretty good. Then... I took the bottle of Blanton's, which was a fourth bottle left or half bottle, mm-hmm. and I brought it to my to a friend's house. Yeah, and I just drank it straight. Yeah, hmm. maybe at some points out of the bottle. So who knows if my <laughs> thing right. was skewed? Yeah, but all I'm saying is that was my results. Blanton's better without ice cubes. Buffalo Trace better with. Mm-hmm. Just kind of an interesting note as to how different it can taste yeah. when you add a simple piece of frozen water. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going there, you know? It's really? changing yeah. the temperature, totally. which changes what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Changes how those oils hit your tongue and how you taste it. Right. And it's obviously watering it down. Right. You know, one of the things I dislike the most, and I did it the other night, I, I put a, I know I, I, I'm, talking the gospel like you shouldn't put ice in your whiskey sure enough i took a charleston rye the other night and put a big ice cube in it just to make it more of a drink rather than a Mm -hmm. swig or giant shot of whiskey right but waters it down so much as you drink it right so Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on there so that's how you taste a whiskey if you're slightly enlightened like ourselves slightly just slightly it's delicious. The fun thing about whiskey is we're talking about America and, and oh, I should say the, the fun thing about bourbon as we're talking about America mm-hmm. and the establishment of America, mm-hmm. we declared independence in 1776. Right. First commercial distillery in the U S opened in Kentucky in 1783. It's less mm. than 10 years later. Hmm. And it's not totally clear when bourbon actually started. Mm-hmm. But in Bourbon County in 1785, uh, they think uh, that's where they started. Bourbon. Bourbon. Hmm. So uh, whiskey distilling in the U.S. and bourbon, close second, is almost as old as America itself. Right. It's almost one and the same. So how about that? Well, America... America. I like it. Well, get out there and try your bourbons. Try your bourbons. Try, try your all of them. Try your rye. Give it a sip. Give it a... I have been meaning to bring you the, the rye High West Distillery. Nope. We nope. had some of that in Salt Lake. Yeah, and it and it, and, and they distill it there. It's yeah. not High West. It's High... Noon. High <laughs> Noon. I've meant to bring you some of my Charleston rye so we can taste it. Oh, well, for another podcast. Sure. <laughs> sure. High wire. High wire High is what wire. it's called. Yeah. Whoops. Well, that's it for our bro topic. Our bro topic. Stay Drink the whiskeys. Tell us what you think. Tell us your favorite. Yep. Follow us on Instagram because we'll post some pictures of whiskeys mm-hmm. for Facebook. sure. Facebook. I already did. I put up on our Instagram a uh, picture of that. It's a beautiful bottle of yep. that high wire rye. Yep. Follow us on Facebook. We post things there too. We do. Probably we get, probably the same stuff. We've got a blog. But you should follow both. We do have a blog. Subscribe. Subscribe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, subscribe to us. Follow us, subscribe, comment, tell us what you think. Yep. Good and or bad, mostly good. Most good. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Enlightened Bros podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow Enlightened Bros on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you.